Podcast Series 2. Today I have an amazing guest that I cannot wait for you to hear his story. His name is Daryl Harper. He is a financial educator with 13-year experience in coaching, mentoring both individuals, clients, and large people groups. He specializes in an area of financial literacy, which I'm sure you're all very intrigued and will find out more about. Daryl is such an infectious and dynamic speaker who provokes his audience into taking positive action to achieve their dreams and goals. So Daryl, good afternoon, how are you? Great afternoon, Edith. I'm amazing, phenomenal, thank you. Yourself? I'm absolutely fine, thank you. It's actually Claire, <laughs> who started off, you know, I'm an it's Claire. So don't worry about that. Did you not just message me and say, <laughs> did you not just message me and say, call you Edith instead? No, that's just a link connection. Don't worry about it. So my, um, okay, let's start again. Rewind. So, <laughs> I'm absolutely ph- phenomenal and amazing, Claire. What would you, how are you doing? I'm absolutely fine, thank you. It is sunny today, at least, in the UK, which is a given. So how are you spending your Tuesday? I'm spending my Tuesday speaking to you. I don't know. I've seen I've been out with some well, I've seen some clients today. Um I've got an event on later on this evening. So um it's busy it's productive. I don't like to say busy anymore because sometimes you can you can be busy and unproductive and you just <laughs> like you're doing a lot. So I've stopped saying I'm busy. Uh, I say it's productive. Productive. Okay. So we're just gonna just jump into you know this conversation, our chat together, and I just kind of want our audiences to get to know the person behind, you know, the whole introduction and what you do. So let's just bring it back to the beginning. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, and you know how have you come to become this person, this personality that everybody's talking about on social media and obviously in the area that you specialize in. <laughs> so so um, I'm from my mother's womb originally. Um, <laughs> no. So I, I'm um, originally from East London, born born and bred East London Hackney. Um, and uh, I, I suppose if I go back to kind of career wise, yeah. I, I used to teach for 10 years in a college in London um, oh. called City of Westminster. Um, teaching filmmaking, video production, essentially media studies is is wow. what I did uh, for ten years, um, and I suppose I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, loved making a difference. I love changing people's lives. I, lo- I love giving people hope and opportunity, um, but completely fell out of love. Wow. Um, with it, not not with the not with teaching and not with te- not helping people and young people. <coughs> will always love doing that. What I feel out with of love was the politics, um, and and for me, the whole, and this is my opinion, um, is that I felt like the educational system had completely changed. It was less about results; it was more about the bums on the seat. So, don't worry about the grades. Get the students get just just keep them, retain them, so we can get our money. And wow. yeah, once it went down that route, um, I had to change because I'm a very principle based and value based so something that goes against my values and principles i'm just not interested and if it's in alignment with them then yeah. it will get my attention doesn't mean i'm going to and do it but at least have my this revelation like as a child were you in primary school and you had an epiphany <laughs> i'm just wondering oh about the, the the system changing or just just kind yeah. of being... just the system changing and you kind of feeling okay this is not where i can thrive like when did you have your aha moment oh this is interesting so 
the system changing so i was in the system change but i just noticed that i think well not even i think i know what had happened and remind mm-hmm. me to answer the first question the other question as well please yeah. what happened was i read this book uh, called rich dad poor dad yeah uh, and okay. i i at that point in my life that stage of my life i don't think i ever read a book in my life other than you know spot the dog and cat in the hat <laughs> in school um i didn't even read this here's, here's a story for you i never even read the book for my english literature exam so how did you go through school? Um, I, I I did all right in school. I just didn't. I tell you what happened. <laughs> a friend of mine, a very very good friend of mine. I have to say his name because a lot of where I am today yeah. is because of an introduction that he made to me to some one other person. So I have to call that yeah. Dave David or Dave Anchor or Dave Knight um, yeah. because if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be where I am now. There's loads of other people that have been instrumental in my life. Mum, my dad, my father, my family. But he introduced yeah. me to someone. That, that helped me change my life. So I have to call him out. I've got to give credit where credit's due. And um, we had, we've been friends for about 11 years. Um, we hadn't seen each other for a while, but frequently spoke on the phone. We went out to a wine bar just to drink soft drinks and play pool. Now I can't remember who, who won the game of pool. So the fact that I can't remember means I probably conveniently forgot and I lost, <laughs> all right? But he said to me, Darryl, have you ever read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And I said, no, haven't read it. Don't intend to read it. Not interested in reading. No, but you're a teacher. What do you mean you don't like reading? I said, look, <laughs> I don't, I don't, because I don't read for leisure. Yeah. I, I, I said that I, I can pick up an instruction manual. I know once I've read the instruction manual, I know how to work the TV, the computer, the DVD, oh, whatever okay. it is. Okay. But I just don't read for fun. Okay. I read for sorry. I don't read for leisure. I read for for growth. Okay. Um, and I said to him the same thing. I said I never read the book for my English literature exam, and I managed to get a D. And to be fair, Claire, I was very impressed with the fact that I got a D without even reading the book. Really? Yeah, yeah, because I thought if I read the back cover, I'd at least got a C minus. Um, so okay. He told me to say, "Dale, read the book. I encourage you to read it." I go down to Waterstones and buy the book. And at yeah. this point, this is where you're going to hear my ignorance. Very yeah. mind, I'd never been to. I never bought a book in my life at that point. I said, "Waterstones. Why are you sending me to a theme park? Wow. It just sounded like a water park to me." <laughs> Right, water stones. So that was a bookshop. It's a bookshop. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, fine, fair enough. So yeah. I may never forget. I went down to Water Stones on a Friday, I had an inset day at work. Went into the book, went into the shop, felt sick, saw all these books, felt absolutely sick. I said, this, wait, this is not where I'm meant to be. Went into the, went upstairs, went to one shelf, and immediately I saw this book that stood out to me. It was the in this fusion pink kind of colour, and it was the book that I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Picked it up and I picked up the second book as well called the Cashflow Quadrant. Yeah. Went home that day, started reading the book on Saturday, finished yeah. reading the book on Sunday, and hated my job Monday morning. <laughs> to the point when people, okay. from, my friends had phoned me on Saturday, Claire, and said, Daryl, what are you doing? You're coming out today. I said, No, no, I'm reading. And all of them went, Whoa, Daryl, seriously, what are you doing today? I said, I'm reading. Okay. Said, so, anyway, and there's some key things in the book that was like a wake up call for me. One of them was, that you spend 14,000 hours in education learning how to go and work hard for money, but nobody teaches you how to get money working hard for you. Exactly, yeah. And I sat there and thinking, I invest so much time into yeah. all of these people, and yet yeah. I'm teaching them how to get a job. And most of them, 80% of them, never worked in a subject they studied. Most wow. of them went off and did other things. So I felt like I was setting my young people up for failure, selling yeah. them on this fake hope of have a job, 
get a, or go to college, go, go 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 to university, get a degree, a master's, PhD, and then you're gonna have an amazing life after that. And that's not the case wow. for many people. So I thought I can't keep coming in here every day selling something that I no longer believe in. Not that I don't believe in education and and university. Yeah. Not that I do believe in that, but in in this dream that if you do this everything's going to work out for you because my from my what i saw it never always worked out like that yeah so um and then also in the book it, it said you know just because you have the skillistic skills doesn't mean you're going to make it in life yeah and that was my revelation i was just like i can't i can't i don't i sat back and i just looked at all the people that i'd educated and taught over throughout wow. the years and the ones that I was still in contact with or came to visit me, I thought none of them, none of them bar one that I could think of at the time. And I'd been teaching for eight years, was working in the industry that they had studied for. Wow. So, well, why am I doing this? There's, there's no point to this. I felt like, like, what is the point to, to life? <laughs> not life, but you know, what's the point <laughs> to this as my life if it's not reaping the, yeah. it's not reaping and this, it's not reaping the reward that I wanted to see. I wanted to see you go off into the media, go and create yeah. films and directors, and it never happened. Yeah. So that that was kind of a, a wake up call for me. And then, in regards to kind of just knowing, you know, where what my purpose in life was. Yeah. Is I I never forget. I was doing drama. Um. Uh, I was doing drama outside of school, and uh, a lady. And to this day, clear. I don't remember her name. Yeah. I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> she um, may be listening, you never know. Yeah, but I remember what she said. Yeah. And in the middle of this drama class, one day she just said, do you guys know what your purpose in life is? Wow. And I'm 15 years old. And at that point, I think my purpose is to have fun. <laughs> like, just have yeah. fun and have a great time. Yeah. Um, and, and do the very best at whatever it is that I do. Um, and I went home and I, and, I, and I reflected on what she was saying and nothing came to me, but I woke up in the morning and at that moment, clear, I was like, I know what my purpose in life is. Wow. And it was really simple. Is I like to put a smile on people's face. That was it. I just like to put a smile on people's face. So every career that I've been in yeah. is always about putting a smile on people's face. So I used to do personal training, fitness training. You came to me and you're, you looked one way and you wanted to look another way. If I could get yeah. you there, you're happy, I'm happy, you're smiling, I'm smiling. When yeah. I was a teacher, uh, teaching education in school, you came yeah. you came in with certain qualifications or no qualifications. You want to get these qualifications or you go, go to this school or university. Yeah. You get the grades you want, you're happy, I'm happy, you're smiling, I'm smiling. And now in finance, it's the same thing. You come to me with a certain financial situation. If I can help you get there, you're happy, I'm happy, you're smiling, I'm smiling. So everything I've done has to be in alignment with putting a smile on people's face and if it doesn't do that it doesn't get a lot of my attention wow okay so first of all i think i just you've literally had a complete 360 from you know the very beginning with media and education and yeah. drama to obviously ending up in the financial field that you're in mm. but i love how it is so simple like you've just kept it simple it, you did not complicate the journey so when you had your epiphany at 15 <laughs> mm. you know what your purpose was all you had was just to put a smile on people's faces and i think the current world that we live in and obviously like the you know the generation that we're in so many people do not know how simple it is to just find their purpose there's all this kind of complicated you know mm. theological biblical kind of 
mystery behind purpose and yeah. I love that you listen to the simplicity of just put a smile on someone's face mm. now don't get me wrong it doesn't take away from the fact that you put the work in in everything that you did and we'll come to that a bit later on but from that moment when you knew that okay so I'm going in a different trajectory in my life um was it easy for you to explain that to either the people that you knew or the people that knew you did you have did you feel kind of responsible to explain yourself or did you just run away guns blazing and just blaze this whole new trail <laughs> but you know funny enough, I never feel like it's my I never feel like I have to explain myself yeah. to anybody um once I've made the decision yeah. it's not to say that I don't make an it's not to say I don't explain myself to people so I want them to have a bit of understanding but I don't feel like I need validation from people about the choices that I make that are better for me in my life and other people I might seek counsel but I don't I don't require your validation because if something sits right with me and my spirit and it's in alignment so one thing I always say to people is look, if you like what you if you like if you like what you do you if if I like something it will make it my attention but when you love it it gets your commitment and it's kind of like the same with a relationship if you if you only ever like someone it may get your attention they may get your attention yeah. but when you love them they get your commitment so once I've found the thing that I love doing it's now got my commitment okay so I don't need to ask anyone about you know whether I whether I should do it or not or have to explain it to you or not because what you what happens with a lot of people they yeah. get counsel but they get counsel from the wrong people yeah and my thing is if, if I'm going to seek counsel from people and mentorship and coaching and guidance and I do do that because I believe in that I've got to get that counsel from people who are th- that are thinking better than I think, that are above me or on the same level or or or, or going on the same journey because yeah. they can they can inspire me or pull me to their level. Yeah. But we're not on the same thinking plane. That's not to say that I'm better than you or, or or you're better than me. It's just to say that we are not thinking the same way. If I'm thinking about setting up my own business and you only ever want to be an employee. Yeah. Our conversations are different. Yeah. You're thinking about being safe and secure and I'm thinking about taking calculated risks so I can have freedom. Yeah. You want security, I want freedom. They're two different things and they require two different journeys and two different vehicles. Yeah. So I have to talk to people that are around that I I put myself amongst giants. I do my best to do that. I want mm. I, I want to be around people that are better than me, that are more successful than I am, that have bigger goals and dreams than I have, that make more money than I make. Because then I tend you will grow to that environment. That's one of the things that my dad said to me when I was young, and I yeah. never ever forget that. Never forget that. There's a lot of bars and a lot of nuggets and wisdom that you're throwing, but I I love that it's obviously it's an audio, so people just I definitely encourage you to listen to this again because I mean from making the simple you know like the simple decision of following your gut intuition into your purpose, mm-hmm. you've now you know taken us into the fact that you have to love what you're doing, and I think I don't know how you're feeling, but I I've spoken to quite a few people within lockdown that have now had to make very drastic decisions about going back to what they knew mm. before the lockdown into environments and spaces that they did not actually love or mm. you know like jobs that they did not actually love either and it, it's kind of it just feels like this decade is like a tipping point for very many people it's like eyes are getting open and people are choosing authentic 
more authentic you know opportunities than just the norm and the standard and systems are breaking mm. so with that in mind how now are you communicating you know like the wealth of the wisdom that you have and you know the drive to yes but smile on people's faces yes to do what you love how are you setting people up to not continue down the path of living a secure life and actually pursue freedom with all you know the kind of mm. what has unfolded within this pandemic and people realizing okay the old way wasn't working we need a new normal how are you translating that with your audiences do you, do you know what's interesting clearly my message hasn't changed you know i've been saying the same thing that i have been saying slightly differently all that's happened now is people have been forced into seeing it a different way so when they you know they say that prevention is better than cure yeah um, and like for for the last 13 years that i've been teaching 13 plus years of teaching financial education i've kept the message the same some people have heard it, you know, say those are those are, those are ready to hear, let them hear, <laughs> right? <laughs> the message the same. And now you're getting people come back saying, man, I wish I listened to you 11 years ago. I'm like, I wish you listened to me too. But when the teacher, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. So the message has been consistent over the time. Mm-hmm. But what's happened in society and what's happened in the world is what happens made people wake up. Now yeah. they're now ready to receive it. Yeah. They, they understood it before. But sometimes when you're so stuck in your comfort zone, yes. you never want to step out. And the comfort zone is the most dangerous place for me that you can be sometimes. Um, and there's, always, there's context to that because sometimes when you're stuck inside your comfort zone, and nothing, for me, nothing great happens within your comfort zone. Nothing but mediocrity happens there. Your, your growth code comes from being for going from uncomfortable to comfortable. Yeah to uncomfortable again, to comfortable. So i.e. I'm uncomfortable with a particular task or action. Yeah. Then I learn how to do it. I get the knowledge in the school and then I become comfortable in that. Now, if I stay there, I stay yeah. stagnant. So it means I now need to, for me to grow again, I need to put myself in a level of discomfort again, learning yeah. new skills, new knowledge, and then learn that so I become comfortable. So you have to consistently go yeah. from discomfort to comfort, discomfort to comfort, discomfort to comfort, for you to have permanent growth. And as you grow, your income should follow that. Because if it's not following that, then for me, you're not growing or you're not valuing yourself enough. Mm. So so that is kind of the, the journey for people. But also at the same side of that, I think is there's a difference between being in your comfort zone and being in your anointing. Yeah. What happens is a lot of people don't operate in their anointing. And it says that your yeah. gifts shall make room for you. So whether you're going to call that your gifts, your anointing, your talent, um, your, how you flow, whatever you want to call it, your genius. Every yeah. single person has an anointing. Um, yeah. The area that they just naturally are good at. Yeah. And my thing is when you stay in your anointing, that everything should happen for you. So yeah, easier. But when you're working and operating outside of where you are gifted and naturally called to work, then things become more of a struggle. So my thing is, you got to know what your anointing is and stay in your lane and mind your business because, yeah. certain, and this is the other challenge for some people. Yeah. Some people, when they don't understand what their anointing is, they get yeah. jealous of other people. So they see yeah. someone else, they see, oh, wow, Claire's doing podcasts. I wish I could do podcasts. I wish I could interview like her. Oh, yeah. She makes me sick. Oh, she thinks she's so good. <laughs> That's because the first part is what they're really thinking, but the second part is what they're saying. 
right? Yeah. Well, she makes you think she makes you so confident. She can talk to anyone. She can just interview people. She can get them to open up. Blah 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 blah. And yeah. because so they become jealous of your skill set because they haven't recognized what they're anointed to do. Their anointing is not to do podcasts. Their anointing is to do PA work or admin work or set up their own business or what have you. So they don't they don't witness or they don't see their own gifts. So they now start hating on other people's. Just to give our audience clarity, because I'm not sure everybody out there is Christian. So anointing is kind of like a skill set, but a grace that God gives, you know, individuals yeah. to do something specific. Yeah. Just to kind of break it down, it's kind of like um, Tiger Woods and Gold, or you know, um, you say Bolt and Running. You say Bolt and Running, or Tori Kelly and singing, Chance the Rapper and rapping. You know, um, all these people have not the X factor, but they have an extra on their lives and it's what makes them stand out in their, you know, whatever field they are. So when Daryl is talking about anointing, guys, don't go out there and pour any oil on yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> um, just think, okay, cool, I'll get a podcast, pour oil on it and it'll happen. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Mm. But it's just a Christian phase that we use out here with an understanding that God kind of, empowers you to do something with an extra kind of difference and like you stand out in the field that you're in so if you want to find out more about it google your friends or alexa mm. or church yeah. is that, is that so, what, you're, what you are born to do absolutely just yeah, something yeah. that comes to you so naturally and i feel you know i haven't physically just yet met you but you you're already actually putting a smile on my face <laughs> and it's really lovely that you know in the simple things because i know for me you know my friends oh my goodness you're so tall and you have really long arms and and i just find myself just hugging people i'm like yeah you know maybe my ministry is hug ministry apart (laughs) from all the other things that i do (laughs) and um it kind of got a different kind of twist when i came to london because you know london is a whole different you know city and people don't hug a lot so Yeah. We don't, they don't smile a lot, some of them either. No, they don't. And I, I just kind of, you know, my first job when I got here was running a three business for my friends. Hmm. And I was hugging the, my customers and a few of them were like, what do you want? And I'm like, nothing. I just, you know, good morning. It's Monday. Can I give you a hug? And, you know, extending this kind of service and going over and above and being you know listening to the customers but i quickly picked up that people don't do touch here (laughs) so um i had to kind of ask wisdom and don't get me wrong i still give hugs but i just kind of know how london works Mm -hmm. but um that's okay how did hug ministry work (laughs) how did hug ministry work during lockdown for you we 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 shall explain that maybe in series two but i mean there's been a lot of hugging myself hugging loving my neighbor first but you know it's just to simplify it for anybody who's been either like in lockdown and just asking you know either themselves or whatever it is that what is their purpose because i'm sure a lot of the people that are listening have lost you know their identity from what they Mm. used to do and it's just really sad that in the West that many people only identify themselves from what they do. They mm. get their value from what they do. Mm. And obviously we've seen a high raise in like suicides and mental health issues when mm. people are now placed in, you know, like what you said, in their grace zone, their anointing. And um, with that in mind, obviously, like I do love that you did mention that you encourage people to reach their full potential how can somebody who is either listening to you today um 
take practical steps in okay recognizing where they're at and maybe trying to salvage whatever life that they have now post the lockdown to start cultivating or rebuilding a life for themselves so a part of me wants to write down some of the stuff that just came to my mind before i forget <laughs> all right so i think there's a couple of things so i might have to ask you to repeat so i go back to where i was okay. i think there's a couple of things so first of all it's a, the triple a theory i'll call it so yeah. acknowledge yeah. accept and act so a- acknowledge what has happened because what has yeah. happened has happened yeah and yeah. Uh, so i can't you can't deny it you can't hide from it. it's happened accept yeah. it because if yeah. you can't you just have to accept it it's, it's already happened you can't change what has yeah. already happened in the past you can only yeah. shape what happens in the future yeah so acknowledge accept and then act and take the right actions so i think that's the, for me is that i don't i don't dwell on too much of the things that happened in the past because if i can't change it why am i yeah. allowing it to occupy a lot of my mental space and thinking i can't change it so there's no point in me dwelling on it. All that I can do now is take the right actions to shape a better future, a different future, a different trajectory. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And for me, I, I do my best to keep everything so simple. I try not to complicate things. I'm a simple guy, right? Yeah. Um, like if I if I was ever to make like a, a horror movie, which I never would, yeah, <laughs> it would be over in literally two minutes. Walk into a room, go. <laughs> run out of the house, I'm gone, I've left the town. End of the movie. That, like, there'll, be no, there'll be no looking in other rooms. It's over. It's simple. That's simple, right? Wow. Kind of reminds me of the Wyan Brothers and all their kind of horror movies. Yeah. It's so simple. <laughs> no, three, no 3G or whatever, science fiction. It's just plain comedy. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's right. bring it back. <laughs> so that's the first thing. And it's also, for me, one of the things that's so important is is perception how, how you decide to look at a circumstance so I, i'll kind of go back in time in, in in a bit of my my a little bit more of my story so i i um from a career point of view i left my job i didn't leave my job i sacked my boss yeah um i mean i say i sacked my boss i sent him a picture of Anna sugar from the apprentice and underneath the picture it said you're it said you're fired and not only that 100 percent, yeah not only did I send that to him, I CC'd or copied every single member of the college was copied in the email. So it went over to 600 people, which a lot of people thought, ah, that's an ego. But it never had anything to do with that. What happened was, actually, it was yesterday, the anniversary of my grandfather's death, which is also my dad's birthday yesterday. So my, my grandfather died on his son's birthday, which was yesterday. And um, when my grandfather passed away, and I asked if I could spend go take two days off for the funeral and the second day to recover. They said no. Said you're only entitled to one day. A month later, my cousin passed away. I asked if I could attend the funeral. They said no. If it's not a parent, a grandparent, or a sibling, you're not allowed to attend. And at that point in my life, I realized that when people pay you a salary, they feel they have so much control over you and your Absolutely. time. Now, at that point, I could turn around and say, I can look at this from two perspectives. I can get annoyed and angry and frustrated, which I did. And just keep and keep, you know, cussing my boss, cursing my manager, cussing the workplace. I can do all those things, which I did, yeah, for a yeah. short period of time. Or I can say I can use this as a catalyst for yeah. me to say I will never ever be in a situation again where someone will have their thumb on me and tell me when and when I can go to a funeral, when I can go on holiday, when I can take time off, when I can go to lunch. I will never put that in being I will never have that 
as a as a as a kind of a, 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 what am I looking for? Um, uh, not a shackle. Ah, oh, shackle that will do. Uh, bondage. I'll never be in bondage like that again, where someone has yeah. that level of control over me. So that was one thing. The other thing that happened when I was uh, ten years old, ten. It's about ten years old. Um, I lived in a place. I lived not too far from a place in Hackney called Murder Mar, where there's one stretch of road where every week someone was getting murdered in this one stretch of road. I live about five minutes from there, two to five minutes from there. Um, and at the age of ten, someone had approached me and asked me to hold and sell drugs for them at the age of ten years old, which I never did. Yeah. But I share that with people. I want people to understand. Look, just because you're born on the wrong side of the tracks, it doesn't mean you need to stay there. You can yeah. cross over. But when we cross over, you have a responsibility to go back. So I looked at all of these circumstances that happened around me. My parents separated because of money. Um, my mom got severely depressed. She overdosed when I was 15 years old. Um, at 15, I had to take on the mortgage payments. And my dad had me come into work with him so he could pay me a salary because I could pay the mortgage. At 18 years old, I officially took over the mortgage. So all these things that were happening in my life, and there's people that have had so much worse happen to them, to be fair. Yeah. And I said to myself, I acknowledge, accept, and I have to act, I have to do the right things and make sure the bills are paid and mortgage is covered. My mum's suicidal. Yeah. Um, and having to take that all on at 15 years old and still go to school. Um, and I've had this experience where people ask me to hold and sell drugs for them at the age of 10, which I never did, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I have to look at all these circumstances and say, well, what are the positive things that have happened out of this? Mm -hmm. I believe that in, no matter what the circumstances, there is a positive. So I, I learned number one, resilience. When my parents separated, I knew I had to be resilient. I knew I knew that, geez, you know, if I'm put in a situation and I'm forced to be in a situation, I can make things happen. I can pay on mortgage and make it work. Yeah. I knew I knew I had to understand rejection because I felt like both of my parents, none of them wanted me to be with them. They loved, they loved me, but none of them wanted me to live with them for certain reasons. I was a constant reminder of my dad to my mum. My dad didn't want me to take me away from mum because she didn't have nothing else to live for. So I felt rejection, but I understood how to overcome rejection. Yeah, and me, understand, side note, me and my parents, we, me and my mum are like brother and sister, me and my dad are like brothers. Like we are, they're like my confidence, my role models, my heroes. Yeah. Um, but I understood resilience and how to overcome rejection. So nothing, when you feel like you've been rejected by the two people that love you the most, there's nobody else out there that can make you feel like that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So my ability to just have that tenacity to do things and say, boy, if I get rejected, I get rejected. I'm going to overcome it because you ain't going to make me feel any worse than my parents did when I was 15 years old. So I can overcome that. That was a positive for me. Does that make sense? So I use these challenges to become my strength. Mm -hmm. um, with the job, and he told me that I can't go to, go to, work, um, go to the funerals. It was like, okay, I'm going to go set something else up for myself. And when I yeah. set it up and I build an organization, I'm going to make sure that I build it in a way that people feel like they are valued. For the time that I'd worked for 10 years without a day off sick, and when I ask for two days off, they say no. Everyone that works with me, they're going to feel like, that works with me, they're going to feel like they're valued. Yeah. yeah. And that was the positive thing. So, in this, what's happened now with pandemic, people need to look at it and say, okay, do you know, we've got through this, we've seen it through. It may not have looked pretty. It may have looked real ugly, to be fair. <laughs> we may have struggled, but we kept a roof over our head. We've got, we've got food in our belly. We, may, we yeah. may have lost some people, and that's sad. And I get all of those things, but we've made it through, and we're still here now. And now, I've, if I went through some struggle, financial struggles, I now need to set myself up differently so that if this ever happens again, I'm prepared. I know how to handle it. 
and I'll never put myself in a financial situation where I'm re- when I've got all my eggs in one basket, my whole financial future and, and, and security and freedom is tied up in this one industry that I have no control over. Yeah. So let me make sure that I've got multiple income streams in multiple industries that are all sensible. So when one industry ain't doing well, I've got money coming in from this one. If this one ain't doing great, I've got money coming in from this one. And I've set yeah. myself up for that security that you wanted from a nine to five job that doesn't necessarily always exist, but I also yeah. set myself up for freedom. That is what I really want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, there's so much wealth again, just from that. But I, I believe you're kind of building an understanding as to why you are what you are and what you've done, what you've done, because I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, dealt with this, you know, rejection. But, you know, you've said that you've felt that as a child from probably the closest people that you've ever. And I feel that for the industry that you obviously like transitioned in and build an amazing you know legacy it probably seasoned you for that because for one I know like I'm not a salesperson but hearing a no is something that is not that easy (laughs) um and I feel that you know in hindsight obviously it's not the best of things but like God you know he he makes all things work out for good and at the time it may not be like the best thing that you want to hear or the best thing that you want to go through but you've come out of that fully resilient still with a soft heart which is something that people don't probably realize mm-hmm. that you can go through the very worst part of your life not that that particular part is you know the end of and the be all but it takes eyes of you know either hope to perceive something different because like you you are right where you start with is not where you end up mm. and you know we can take it back to you know basics like jesus died out in a you know in a manger he didn't mm. end there he ended up on the cross and now he's in glory mm. um that's a whole nother conversation but you can get out <laughs> not the movie but hey you know we're just talking about like you can actually make practical decisions today if you're listening to this podcast and just accept and acknowledge where you're at Mm. and actually realize that you can get out of the situation that you're in Mm. and create something completely different. I mean, Dara's done it. I'm I'm still in a journey as well, but it's just to encourage, you know, whoever is listening out there that you can actually build a life of your dream. Mm. And um, yeah, this is a testament that it is possible. So well done. Thank you (laughs) for Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can I say one more thing? Because well, I've got loads of things to say. If you've got more questions, yeah. but I want to say something. Sure. Something you just yeah. said there, Claire. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you some coaching if that's all right. Yeah. All right. So you said that you're not a salesperson. A salesperson. And I believe that everybody is because you just sold yourself for not being a salesperson. So you bought that. Oh. Right. <laughs> you, you you sold it to yourself and you bought it. And I, I mean, everyone everyone is a salesperson. They just don't want to see it that way. So, so if you've ever had to apply for a job, yes, you you sell yourself on the CV, you sell yourself in the interview. Um, if you've ever gone into a brand new relationship with someone, the honeymoon yeah. period when you when where you don't show them that you leave your dirty socks or underwear on the floor, and they see yeah. this amazing version of you, you've sold them on that. So yeah. you're constantly selling something. Even if you're a parent, you're selling mm-hmm. your children on why they should eat their greens. Or why so you to bed early. We are all sales people. I like that. And what did what it is is you have what I think what happens with people, there's two different types. You've got the 
the greasy salesperson that sells you try, tries to sell you stuff that don't, you don't want but what a, a professional does is they yeah. find out what you need and they help you get it that's all the salesperson is someone who gets you the information you need to allow you to make an intelligent decision that's right for you or right for your family or right for your organization or right for the business and if they don't have what you need yeah. they will direct you to it and say you know what? why don't you try the place down there i think that you can get it there well why don't you go here and get it or they'll tell you do you know what i can't help you because wow. that's do you understand what i mean that is it so yeah. if i can't do something for someone i just straight up i can't help you with that however i think i know someone that may be able to help you why don't you speak to them do your own due diligence but speak yeah. to that person and that's all the sole person is is giving people information that they need to help them make the right decision there you go i've just had my own free coaching <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> gonna change from here. Well, at what point did i say it was free i'm sending you an invoice for that but i like honestly like it's, it's actually just so simple like a little tweak in kind of how you perceive and say certain things but actually thank you for that so i'll take that i you see that I'm you saw, think about it, you sold me you're coming on this podcast with you out of nowhere you messaged yeah. me you told me what the podcast was about this is what i'm talking about and i bought it yeah. and i'm here now ching ching um <laughs> <laughs> that will be you know we'll be sending invoices um anyway just to kind of move down into the next kind of part of it we've done the whole business who you are what is Daryl Harper like today? Like, how is life? How do you relax? Are you always kind of a busy person? Like, what is life now for, you know, like for you that now that you've come out on the other side? Do you know what I mean? From yeah, all yeah. the things that you went through and all the questions that you had, how you shouted at life and acknowledged it. And you have now practically actually manifested everything that you wanted the financial freedom the you know relationships with your parents and just living this life of your dreams having come from what we've had so far what is life like yeah so remember i said i'm productive claire not busy productive productive all right um so i say i'm not exactly where i want to be but i'm glad i'm not where i was i mean i'm in a place that is so much better than i've ever been in my life from a from an income perspective from a money sitting in, in, in an account, whether that's investments, bank, whatever, from that perspective, I'm in a place that I've that I'd never witnessed before. Yeah. I've still got a couple more kind of uh I'm not gonna I'm never gonna retire. Does that make sense? Um yeah. uh, I will just be in a position because I love what I do. I don't believe that you ever retire from the things that you love. All you yeah. do is you switch. So if you think about a lot of the sports stars, for example, uh, uh Michael Johnson who was a 200 meter champion, 400 meter champion. He physically cannot do the, do, he cannot physically run at that pace anymore, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, however, what he's done, he's now gone into commentary. So he's, he's yeah. not retired from this. He's not retired per se. He's just switched, if that makes sense. So he's still yeah. in love because that's his love. That's his passion. So yeah. I will just adjust what I do and do it in different ways. Yeah. Um, so I've still got more work to do. Um, so I'm not there yet and I don't and to be fair Claire I have this thing where I say to myself I will never arrive I will never I'll never arrive because the moment you arrive you think you're done 
and I will, and I'll, I will die unsatisfied, just content. And the reason why I say I die unsatisfied, not 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 unhappy, just unsatisfied, because I'm always like, there's more to do, there's more people to help, there's more people that need you, there's more people that need your guidance, your coaching, your mentoring, your support. So I'm always gonna be like, oh, what's next? What's the next thing? What's the next person to help? Who's the next person? So I'll be happy, but just not satisfied. Um, so the person now is, I'm, I'm a lot more positive than I've ever been. Uh, I, I do my best to see the positive in anything because it's easy to be negative. Mm. So easy to complain. It's so easy to whine. It's so much more work to see mm. the positive in every situation. Mm. So I'm, I'm that person now. Um, I, I, I'm more focused than I've ever been. That's awesome. Where where before, my goals were very much. I never had honestly, Claire. I never had any big goals in my life when I was growing up. My only goal was to be the very best at whatever I did. If I was yeah. going to be a road sweeper, I was going to be the best road sweeper that came out of Eastland. If I was going to be a toilet cleaner, I was going to be the best toilet cleaner that came out of Eastland. Yeah. But they would have given me the to- the gold toilet brush. If I was going to be a teacher, I wanted to be the best teacher that came out of Eastland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my goal was to be the very best at whatever I, whatever it was that I did and yeah. leave nothing on the field and I, I inspired to continuously grow my, yeah. my, my goal is never to be perfect because the only perfect person got crucified so I'm not trying to go out like that <laughs> I just I don't go for, I never go for because what happens is perfection to me is just another way for procrastination another way for procrastination I'm waiting for it to be perfect so I'm not going to do anything until it's perfect and yeah. the reality is if you think about a lot of these companies and industries, if they waited for something to be perfect, we will never have anything. That's right. Every computer system, every now and then, I don't know how many updates I get from from Windows um, every time, and that's almost every week I get a new update. Apps on my phone always update. So if they were never ready, they were perfect, you never get them. So I don't aim for perfection, I always aim for progress. Because if I'm progressing, I'm moving. If I'm moving, I'm growing. If I'm growing, I'm getting better. I'm getting better than more people are getting help. Did I answer your question? I can't remember what it was, but did I answer it? Fine. I mean, you covered more than any, you know, everything that we've asked for. And, you know, from perfection um, leads to procrastination, that you don't aim for perfection, you actually aim for progress. Mm. And I feel like there's just so much gold in this. And again, I'm just going to encourage everyone to listen to this over and over um, because there's so many life um, nuggets, so many life wisdom um, points that you can take away from this and actually apply it in. The simplest way, and I think that is what people are looking for right now. They're mm. probably looking for people that are going to speak from a place of authenticity, not kind of some complicated five-step this and this and that, mm. which is absolutely fine. Like, I'm not knocking any public speaker out there that already does that. But I feel like um, in the atmosphere that we're in at the moment, where everything is changing, we say that systems are being broken down and rebuilt, People are listening and searching for voices um, that have something else with, you know, behind it, kind of like a weight mm. to their story. And I feel that yours in particular, with everything that we've heard so far, in just a little short time that we've, you know, just been speaking, there's a lot of seasoned um, 
there's a lot of seasoning that you've been through mm-hmm. and i feel that that's carrying a lot of weight to what you're doing to how you do what you're doing and mm-hmm. probably even in the results that you're already having mm-hmm. and i like as well that you said you know you have not yet arrived i mean for somebody that i've just been doing a bit of research on and some of the things that you've achieved that is very humble <laughs> you know, it's, it's really humble because um you know if you look back to five-year-old daryl who would be tell like what would you tell five-year-old daryl to where you are right now because it just feels like you've done some amazing things you've met some amazing people um and you're living a completely different life do you feel that you would have the same kind of worth to that five-year-old yeah i think um what did I say to a five-year-old Daryl? I'd say I think I'd say, think bigger, act faster, make make decisions sooner. So, I think you know your your circumstances, your environment, you can allow that to shape you. Yeah. And and I'm not a product of my environment. It, it, I just learned from it. Um, and some people are born on on as I said at the beginning that some people are born on one side of the tracks and they allow that environment to shape to to to, to make them. And some people like to shape them. And a five-year-old Daryl, I said, just think bigger. Like, yeah. just think, think big. Have no limits on your thoughts. That that you can do anything that you believe within reason. Don't don't aim to don't 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 be reason. Don't be re, don't um. You know, some people say you know you got to be realistic. I'm saying don't be realistic. Yeah. Just be reasonable. Yeah. Be reasonable because sometimes being realistic you limit yourself you think oh i can't do that i can't do that but be reasonable that i could do that if i put in the time and effort um so just think big have no limits and and sit on the shoulder of giants be 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 the be the goldfish in the pacific as opposed to the, the shark in a fish tank yeah so be that that small fish in the big in the in the Pacific. Obviously, don't get eaten up, but yeah, right. So yeah. bigger, act faster. So don't yeah. don't delay, don't dilly dally, don't don't overthink certain things. Just make a decision and stick with it and do it. Um, and don't 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 waver between decisions. Just go. Do you know what? This feels right. It seems right. I'm gonna do it. The worst thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna learn something. That's it. I'm gonna learn something, and, and make decisions sooner. So I, if I was talking to a five-year-old, I would have made the decision. If I knew what I knew now, Claire, I would have made the decision to retire at 23 years old, or no. I would have made the decision to be in a position to retire at 23 years old, not retire, but be in a position that I could, if I wanted to, retire. So those would have been the, the kind of the conversation. The was again, they kept it simple. Think big, uh, act fast, make decisions sooner. Well, you had it here, guys. I kind of add to that. And um, as we come to the end you know, of the series, um, I just want to know what's the future like for you? What plans do you have? What's next for you? <laughs> I always say to people, um, you know what? As, as, <laughs> my mom, when I was growing up, my mom always said to me, someone does a lot, but in my teens, she said, Dad, what are you doing today? And you say, taking over the world. <laughs> right. 
take taking over the world, mum. What's a pleasure? Taking over the world. I remember one day she turned to me and said, Dal, can you just get on with it already? Right. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is always about dominating. Um, yeah. being the very best in whatever field that I, I'm in so now it's financial services and financial education mm -hmm. and teaching the people about money and finance and being the very best that I can be in that, in that industry uh, I, I want to I'm going not even though I never I like, never say I want to I'm going to Yeah. I'm going to have my own island one day okay. uh, a, a retreat island and they're not okay. just for me to live on but I want a place where people can just come and excel whether they yeah. come and stay there for uh, you know six months three months a year to immerse themselves around other people that just want to be champions um and dominate in a certain industry and think a certain way and cut themselves off on certain things um i want to be and i'm going to be um i want to be an inspiration to people i, I want to be that person that when people walk around and they see me they go that was the guy that changed my life yeah um because that's big for me because that's legacy that means when i'm when i'm no longer here in the flesh my legacy lives on that that's for me is important that my legacy lives on um and i help positively change people's lives and that that will never stop so the future is whatever i decide to shape it as but it's 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 all those things that make me feel good which is changing people's lives putting a smile on their face helping them to think different act different do different and helping them to just help other people because i feel like if you're helping other people everything else yeah. ha will happen for you if you do that with when you can help someone without worrying about what you're going to get out of the transaction Absolutely. it's so much easier mm -hmm. it's so much easier can you, you can come from a place of you know what this is just a, this is about helping you I'm not, if i get something out of it i get it too if i don't i don't but it's about helping you and don't get me wrong but you need to pay bills but, <laughs> but that you're in a place where you can just just give from your overflow not from your lack and not having to think about where that money's from not being not being financially ignorant but just yeah. being so free that yeah. here you go take it <laughs> you know what i mean take it not an issue spend the money on that it's not a problem with responsibility so one of my mentors always said you've got to have, you have freedom with responsibility yeah. um so you go a level of freedom but you still have a responsibility to continue to serve others and give back wow um you know it's just been quite really eye-opening to, to to hear you know your story and your background and how you've evolved you know through the years to becoming you know the man that you are and you know everything that you've built every person that you've either impacted including me having a little quick session um <laughs> it's beautiful to see that business is actually not complicated sometimes i think people just think that you have to complicate your life to achieve yeah. something but i find that it's actually in the simplicity of a concept that you find the very essence of what you truly are that mm. it's actually so simple mm. and i'm just so encouraged and so grateful i have a feeling we might need to do a series too because we we need to find out about the island we need to find out what's <laughs> going to happen how much it's going to cost you know um but just for this particular moment it's just been such an honor to you know hear your story to hear 
just everything you know the man behind <laughs> I think it was on your social media we went we we're kind of doing a bit of research you have a hashtag that says DarylHuffer.com what's that about <laughs> oh what my no my hashtag on the bottom of my message if you go scroll through yeah. my Instagram it's because I'm here to provoke you so here, so the DarylHarper.com, that's just the website. You'll kind of find out some other things on there. I've got another one coming, which is just amazing. Um, and but but my 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 hash my my real hashtag is Daryl Harper here to provoke you. Um Brilliant. and it's there to provoke you into more positive change. Um my job is to be a coach. And I've learned in life you don't always like your coach, but you like you love the results. And my oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. People, yeah, my job is to help people to, to to see how good they can be and talk to their potential, not their position. Because when you talk to people's potential, mm. they do their best to live up to it. When you talk to only their position, you're keeping them stagnated there. Um, so you talk to their potential and how amazing they can be and how great of a salesperson you are, Claire. Um, <laughs> then <laughs> I receive that. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out and just apply that physically um but obviously like thank you so much it just feels like you, you have so much more to give and you know i i just feel really encouraged as well to just die empty there's so much potential within that still needs to come out and it's good to never arrive you know i'm still finding new ways and platforms to express and it's beautiful um and that is one of the reasons i wanted to bring your voice onto this platform because i felt that you had something that we needed to hear um and also just the simplicity of how you know sometimes you can be in a place where you know certain people and you see them from a distance but when you actually hear their story that it brings a kind of humanity to it and a approachable personality and you are you are actually everything that you've said you do people put a smile on people's faces <laughs> you are changing lives and you authentically just do what you do because it's just who you are and I'm so hopeful for your future and we cannot wait to hear more. I, I don't know if there's any books in the pipeline, but it would be really good, you know, just adding on to your legacy if that is something you ever thought about because I'm sure there's certain people that would love to hear your story. Um, if this is just one of the spaces that it begins, um, something tangible, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I'm, in a conversation, <laughs> I'm in a conversation with someone right now Oh, uh, but I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do one for eight for years and it just haven't done it um because I've allowed I've had other things I had to prioritize but I literally last week I had a conversation with someone um in regards to doing the book so watch this space Claire absolutely and on that note we will definitely hit you up for a series too because hey we it just seems like there's so much more that you have um well Daryl it's been an absolute pleasure to host you today and with our audiences just before we leave where can people find you how can someone get in touch with you if they're either sticking you out for coaching mentoring or just you know the steps that you took for financial freedom where can people find you so first of all thank you as well claire for your time and reaching out and seeking me and having me on your show it's a real honor and a pleasure so thank you so much thank you to everyone that's listening and got this far into the audio and giving up your and taking your valuable time to to at least listen to to what we've had to say say and share today um if you want to get in contact with me 
Um, you can get me via email, which is Daryl at DarylHarper.com. Daryl spelled D-A-R-Y-L. So Daryl at DarylHarper.com. And you can catch me online um, on the, via the website on www.darylharper.com. Once again, D-A-R-Y-L-H-A-R-P-E-R.com. You can find me on Insta. It's just as harper.daryl. That's just me living my life and enjoying myself, to be fair. Right? If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see some stuff. But it's just me just living my life yeah. and having fun and and enjoying people and being around people and, and those types of things. So that's that. And I've got another website coming out soon, but I'll share that with you later. I've just got something to finish off on that. And that one's, uh, that one's looking amazing as well. So that's kind of the best way to get, get hold of me. Reach out and um, I'll get in touch and I'll come back to you. Fantastic. You had it here, guys. This is the amazing Dara Hopper today. And yeah, just listen out and look out for series two. But <laughs> for today, thank you so much for being a great thank sport. You. And we'll catch up with you soon in another time. Take thank care. you. Bless you.